five, four, three, two, one. Alright, hello, welcome and bienvenue, konnichiwa, it's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again, episode 172 on Sunday the 21st of February, it's your sweet Armish Phil. I'm Armish Ben. And I'm Armish Matt. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. And we've got a little swapcasty, little swapcast doofer with uh, Legit Bat tonight, we've just um, spoke to Joe, Ben, and Jen from Legit Bat for an hour, so uh, Enjoy. We'll be back in an hour to do some some housekeeping and some Rona news. Mm. Love you, bye. <laughs> My son's studio room. <laughs> but uh, we, we try to make work with what we can, especially on odd days. What's but, it, uh, what day so do you normally record? Or does it vary? Are we... We normally record on Sundays just because we're not doing much, usually about seven o'clock our time. So this is new to be doing it in the middle of the day, but we like, we switch it up. Sometimes we do it on Thursday nights. It just depends. Yeah. When do you guys record? Sunday nights. Same reason. Um, like we've all got young kids and, and full-time jobs yeah. and stuff. So it's like, it's, you know, this is the yep. best time of the week, really. Uh, we, we do the so okay. Where do you guys get your name from? Sorry? The name. Where'd you guys get your name from? The yeah. Amish Inquisition? That's yeah. one that Ben answers. <laughs> I answer it differently every time, so I don't know the, the right answer. Uh, I guess there's links to Monty Python there and the Spanish Inquisition. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. No one really expected us. Certainly not any of our mates up, up in uh, around Preston thought that we'd ever do a podcast. Uh, and I don't know. I think I think that's it. And the Amish thing is just sort of, I have absolutely no idea anymore. It kind of, it's amorphous. <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> I, think, I think it may have been. I think it it, it phases in and out. <laughs> <laughs> well, ours is just as weird and an even dumber story, but uh, we've gone into that before. But uh, So how did you, uh, when did you start up? It, you're relatively new, right? I think I've heard you on Tinfoil Hat in uh, Union of the Unwanted. So that's how I heard of you guys. Not been on Tim for a lot yet. I'm still waiting from the call from Sam. <laughs> oh, maybe it was just Union of the Unwanted. I was thinking. Yeah, we're on Union. When was that? About a month ago. Yeah, yeah. But when when did we start? Was it 17? I think so. About it's about no, maybe 18. Is it? Three? No, I think it was. I think no. it was August 2017, wasn't it? Yeah, so it'd be four years this August, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh wow, oh, wow. you guys are veterans compared to us. We started <laughs> yeah. last August. Right. How are you finding it? Oh, it's fun. I, we just started to have fun, and then uh, all the events of 2020 started, and we were like, well, we've got no shortage <laughs> of shit to talk about. It looks like we chose a good you to start this. Yeah, I've not, I noticed. I was looking through episodes, and we've had some similar guests, same guests, and um, Terry Lovelace caught my eye because <laughs> we've got Terry yeah. coming on in yeah. about a month or so. How, how was Terry? Oh, he's awesome. He was a great interview. He's, he's that's so one fun. of the ones that are super fun because we've read his book, at least the first one. She just finished the second one, but we've read his book, so we already knew his story, so it was a lot easier to talk to him about you know different things. But he was fun. We're going to have him back on soon. Yeah, he was super chatty and super fun, chill to have. He was awesome. He'll go on anyone's show, too. He just is super 
friendly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you guys had Gramerica on? I can't remember if I'd seen one yeah. with you guys in Gramerica. Yeah. 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 Like back end of yeah, last year. Yeah. Yeah. I've been. That was, that was a big thrill for you, Phil, wasn't it? It was. I've been. I've been listening to them for years. Uh, I think yeah. probably since the. I think it might have been the first time they had Randall on. Randall Carlson. Don't know if you know him. Oh yeah. Um. Maybe when was that? Maybe five or six years ago. And basically, I, I saw Randall Carlson on the Joe Rogan experience when I used to listen to that. And then I started yeah. binging. I started searching for Randall Carlson material everywhere. And that's how I, I came across Grimerica. I've been listening to him yeah, ever that'd since. Be one, yeah. of those, one of those guests that would be a, a high point, you know, to have on your podcast, someone like that. Yeah, I was, I'd love to have Randall on. And, I mean, we've done, we've done a bit. How on, you get in touch with these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've done a bit on the Younger Dryas. We had... Um, Cosmic Tusk on, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, George. George. Yeah, Howard George, George Howard, the Cosmic Tusk uh, blog guy. Um, but Randall's oh, interesting for all the other stuff he does, like the sacred geometry and and uh, numerology and shit like that and Freemasonry and all, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'd love to have him oh, on. Yeah. I just listened to one with him on, um, I can't remember what show, I think it was Forbidden Knowledge News. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one, with Chris Matthew. He was just on there too. Yeah, I just done a video one with Grimerica as well. I just saw oh, it. Nice. I just saw it on Instagram. I think. Oh, I'll tell you what it is. It's um, Grimerica are moving to Rockfin for a video. Oh, like, oh wow. Yeah, and I think the first one that they're putting on Rockfin is a is a Randall Carlson one. So yeah, it's oh, uh, nice. a lot of people that seem to be moving to Rockfin in our sort of yeah. area. And I've I've never Why seen it. Free? Yeah, so, they don't censor as much. I uh, I put in a application or whatever you call it to get on Rockfin and haven't heard back. So apparently they're not interested. But. Right. So yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I only heard about it. Yeah. Um, I guess it was probably Sam Tripoli who started first. Maybe I think he migrated over there first for some of his content. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, people are following suit because, again, it's this YouTube thing, isn't it? Do you know, yeah. I was I was trying to find – are you familiar with the, the clip of Anthony Fauci talking about uh, back in March saying that face masks are pointless and they don't work? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, needed... we, I think we saw that right when it came out, too. Yeah. Not even recently. Yeah. I think it was, it was maybe <laughs> a, was a, real thing. a CNN 60 Minutes interview or some, some shit. And I needed to find it for tonight for a reason people will find out later. Couldn't find it. It's gone. Just wow. YouTube taking oh, it down. Of course they deleted it, for sure. You got to check uh, BitChute or Rumble or something like that. Even those are starting to go the censorship route from what yeah. I've heard. But Those people who have it are probably all banned already. How, how do you guys take... I was actually going to ask how... The, not to bring up COVID again, we've talked that ad nauseum for the last six months, but uh, how's it going over there? Is it real tight with the mask mandates? And do you guys listen to Fauci too? Do you take American advice on this bullshit? Uh, no, we take our own advice on the bullshit, to be honest with you. About the same level there. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's pretty intense at the moment. So we're in, we're in um, lockdown 3.0 currently. <laughs> Because um, the first two were so successful. I feel like you guys have it worse over there. I always, um, I feel like here that it's way worse. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We've heard some pretty uh, weird stories from California as well um, in terms of things that oh, are yeah, not where we are, though. <laughs> right, okay. Um, 
Um, but yeah, for us, so um, all non-essential shops are closed, um, which is, I suppose, in each lockdown has got fewer and fewer, basically. So like, currently, like, clothes shops are closed. Um, you know, and things, and that's about it, really, isn't it? I don't Schools? Know. Uh, pubs and hospitality, hotels, things like that are closed. Um, oh, wow. Schools the, the, is a big one. Oh, sorry, schools. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. Um, what about, are they going out of business? D- does your government have something to help them keep afloat? Yeah, or? so there's the furlough scheme, it's called. So we're up to, is it 800 billion, I think? Uh, the kind of estimate it's going to be. It's just an extended furlough to the summer. Um, but a lot of people are still being laid off. Um, currently, so employment, unemployment, sorry, has gone sort of um, to like the highest rate for years kind of thing. How the furlough scheme works is say you work for a restaurant, like a restaurant, say you work for a restaurant chain and you're a manager for this restaurant chain. Uh, The owner of the company or the company can apply to the government for this furlough scheme. And how this works is um, all your staff get sent home and get paid 80% of their wages by the state. So you get paid 80% of your wages to sit at home. And then we wonder why people don't want to come out of lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the other thing as well is is that when I think the furlough scheme does end, or if it ends, um, a lot of people are going to be made redundant, basically. Um, I'm going to lose their jobs. So it's just extending this period. Um, Yeah, it's a bit weird. Prolonging the agony. Yeah, basically. And we're hearing reports of people, companies using this furlough scheme to offshore jobs to India and China or just find other ways around, you know, of, of reducing staff numbers. So, yeah, they're just putting off the inevitable, it seems, with the with the unemployment, with this furlough scheme. And we're just, well, we're just your, printing uh, money. economic market over there? Is it tanking as bad as ours is? Because ours Where's... is just about to have circled the toilet, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think, and they're doing a similar think, thing with us, where they're doing the they're going to pay people one lump sum every month right. per person in the household, and it's, I mean, it sounds great, but, but where's the incentive to go? Get a people job are already lazy that, enough, I and guess. now they're doing this. Yeah, I mean, some people are worried that this is going to be a, sort of a soft transition into universal basic income. Uh, it, oh yeah, yeah. Kind that's of what it is, seems yeah. like. Where people are going to start relying on, you know, three grand a month or whatever. And that's Andrew fine. Yang's wish came true. And a lot of people I speak to about UBI they seem to think it's a great idea. And I just can't get it through the head that being dependent on the state is not good for you. It's supposed to be the other way around. They're supposed to be dependent on you, the voter, to keep them in office. You should never be dependent on a politician. But yeah. it's so tempting, isn't it? Free money. <laughs> You know. Yeah, sort of. But where's the drive to go make new things and do better things and bigger things? It's like kind of dumbing people down to well, just we're not sit around and take the money from the government. People like us that are obviously talking about this shit. We're talking about your average. Uh, I'm talking you know, about most people in the world. Walmart shopper <laughs> that goes in in their sweatpants <laughs> to get their yeah, soda. That's most and people, their, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> It's sad. They would I'm love negative, to but... just sit at home and feed off the tit of the government. And it sounds great. Don't get me wrong. I'm lazy from time to time, but. I think that's normal. That <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have quite generous. We've had quite generous policies brought in over the last twenty years. I'm thinking, sort of like um, 
what's the credits. is it the, the child tax credits? Mm. So it's a yeah. system where oh, yeah. how does it work, Matt? Is it single parents or something? Oh, single know, mothers? I can't remember. But basically, I used to work in a tax credit office um, years ago. Um, but it's something like you know, if you work. 16 hours a week and i think that might have gone up to like 20 hours or something now then you get x amount of tax rebates so say like 40 percent. you'd only pay so normally you pay 20 percent tax you'd only pay 10 percent or something like that it is um i couldn't tell you the exact figures of it the problem is is that it's it's the government subsidizing low wages yeah because you're getting a big chunk yeah. from the government if if you have a, a low level job, there's no incentive for your employer to to pay you a living wage because the government's topping your wage up for you. And it's it's we again, have that too in America a similar the earned income credit and the child tax credit right. are credits that we get. When I was a waitress in school and I had my daughter and I was a single mom, I would get like five grand back every year because I was poor basically. Not that that didn't. It didn't make me sit around and not want to do better, well, no, but that's I can not see really, where people would want like to stay a, where they were. That's not really a welfare or subsidi- subsidization as much as it's giving you your money back that you fucking paid to them all year, uh, you know, with interest just sort subtracted. Of. I feel like I didn't really pay that much because I wasn't making that much, but I got a shitload back more than I feel like I deserved, I guess. What do well, you that's need? Definitely you got true. people that's definitely money. true. Here in America, I mean, there's definitely, that's where everybody talks about the differences and in increases for the upper margin and the lower margin is like, I know for a fact that there are times where when I was younger, the amount that I put in, I got back way more than what I put in. And that's where it even yeah. has sure. the amount of yeah. people that are making a shitload and putting in a shitload and not seeing any of that back or having to pay. Like, that's definitely true. There are times where you'll get back depending on if you're, super low income way more than what it is that you paid into taxes for sure. Oh yeah. Do you guys have that same kind of problem over there where corporate or uh, corporations don't really have to pay a whole lot of tax or they find every loophole imaginable where they pay little <laughs> to no tax. I don't know what the rules are over there. Yeah. So like Amazon for Europe, I think is it not based in Luxembourg? Or is Ireland? Yeah. Or eBay is Ireland. eBay is based in Ireland. Right, yeah, so they've got, so Ireland quite often does um, sweetheart deals, doesn't it, for these huge corporations, so they pay like next to no no tax, basically. So like, I think Amazon, you know, for example, does, you know, X amount of billions worth of trade through the UK and pays like one or two million pounds worth of tax on it or something stupid. Pocket change. (laughs) I remember, I remember there was one year, I said it on the podcast, so it must have been in the last few years. There was one year where Facebook paid less tax than me. <laughs> I think it was. Wow. I think it was sixteen. I think it was that six. I think it was one thousand six hundred quid or something. They paid for a year in corporation it's insane, tax. Insane, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Oh. It goes on everywhere, doesn't it? It's unbelievable. Do you guys see any end in sight? You said the lockdown three but. <laughs> Do you actually, like, in your opinion, do you th- see anything going back to normal in the next year? Yeah, there's some sunlit uplands, isn't there? They're talking about uh, about relaxing by Easter, maybe. There's supposed to be an announcement Sunday. tomorrow, I think. That, they said that, that last um, year, too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we don't by Easter, yeah. The sunlit, um, sunlit what? Sunlit uplands, isn't that what Boris, you, Boris called the um, post-Brexit? Right. thing that was going to happen. <laughs> sunlit uplands. Is that the vaccine passports and the oh yeah, no probably. jab, no pay and 
Yeah, oh, that's you, yeah. Pimlico boosters, Pimlico, is it? boosters that. every six yeah. months. There's a yeah, plumbing companies. It's, I think that's in Ireland, isn't it? They, no. they are. Um, is it over here in, London. in the UK? Pimlico, oh, London, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, Pimlico. Yeah, of course. There's a plumbers um, company that have, have just basically said that if if their employees don't have the vaccine, then they they basically aren't employed anymore. Wow, that's so scary. That's a, that was going to so be my, untested. my next Why, question. Actually, the fuck is would you make someone take something so untested and force them to? Hey, this I think it's fine. Just take it, or else you have no job. What? That was going to be Are my next question. Is if, thing? Like, sorry, I keep swearing. I don't. Is if you guys thought it was going to be like man- mandatory for everybody? Because I know over here, I don't think they're going to make it mandatory, but it's going to be a social pressure thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you don't have to get it. No, no, it's totally your choice. But if you want to do X, Y, and Z, anything you got to get it, which makes <laughs> sense. To, it makes way more sense than them coming door to door and jabbing you in the arm. I don't think that's going to happen. It might. Who knows? They, uh, they can't make it mandatory. They, uh, even if they wanted to, they couldn't do, I don't think, under common law. But what they will, I mean, it looks like as far as foreign travel goes, that looks pretty certain. Uh, for anyone yeah. coming in or out of the UK. Um, I can see it coming for large events, cricket matches, concerts, that sort of thing. Uh, there's Dominic Raab, who's the defence... No, he's not defence secretary. I think I he used to be, didn't he? Used to be, but he, he was intimating this week, talking about maybe doing it for bars and restaurants, vaccine passport, passporting. <laughs> They'll, pu- so they'll push insane. it. So it just leaves people at home. If you want to socialize, you have to have the vaccine. They'll That's push horrible. it as far as people will take. You know, if they can get away with it, they will. And they, they've yeah. got to drag this out as long as they, they can. Uh, the vaccine companies can't make any money till July. It's in the contracts. So the AstraZeneca vaccine, for example, um, Italy, funnily enough, they just published the entire contract today, I think, or yesterday, and it's caused a bit of an uproar in the EU because they published the unredacted contract, and in there it says that they can't make a profit until July this year. So they've got to, got to stretch this out for the next few years, you know, to, to make the money. Well, they've been stringing us along long enough where they're making people crave going to concerts and going to the bar and just being back to normal to the point where they're like, if you get this vaccine, everything goes back to normal. Oh, except Fauci is saying you still got to wear your mask if you get the vaccine, maybe two or three, maybe get your butt, you know, checked for the, for the COVID before you go anywhere. It's going to get to the point where anywhere you go, they're going to be sticking something up your butt or in your mouth or in your arm. Like idiocracy. Yeah. This one's fucking this one idiocracy. Your mouth. How do you think it'll work in the so, States? Do you think each state will have its own rules and they'll be, enforced so you'll end up with florida you know at one extreme and california at the other sort of thing that's exactly what i was going to say is it's definitely going to be more state by state because florida is basically normal right now we had a a friend that comes on the show every once in a while that took a one-week vacation down there and he said it was like nothing ever happened he said there's some places that are like you can wear a mask if you want but other than that everyone was walking around doing normal life and then you get over here we're not as bad up here in the north area kind of in the woods down in la it's awful i guess everywhere you go they're just hounding you about it yeah san francisco too but up here everyone's a lot more relaxed but there are places like costco that you walk in and they'll basically accost you or tell you to leave they told our friend or my sister-in-law that she was going to get her membership revoked if she didn't pull her mask up 
she had it like down a little bit and she the guy came over touched her he grabbed her by the shoulder and then she was like what the fuck and then he's like put your mask on and she's like you just t- okay and he said we'll kick you out we'll escort you out we'll take your membership if you don't pull your mask up which is i mean that's a private company they can do what they want i mean it's not like she would have to i mean i don't know they'd have to take her picture and prove it i guess but he threatened her membership because she wouldn't pull her mask up i think it will go county by county though because this state sure california in general is insane right now but what you hear is not where we live is Two hours south of the Oregon border. It's very redneck, very hillbilly, very, very country. Everyone has a gun and is like, freedom, woo, America. So I can't imagine that this county would stand for that. If this state was like, this is our mandate, mandatory vaccines for this, this, and this. I think the bars in our area specifically would uh, revolt against that. (laughs) I think they would say, nope, we don't care about that. So then the states would divide. How do, you think it, how do you think it goes over there? I don't know how you're divided, but do you have provinces? Is that how it works? Do you think it's going to... If you can imagine, like, um, your your the federal government's restricted over there, isn't it? It can't enforce things like mask rules in different states. Where That's it, what they tell us, yeah. So they say, <laughs> yeah. But over here, we don't have that protection. So if Boris Johnson wakes up tomorrow and says, you've got to crawl around on your belly in, in uh, the supermarket... He can make that law without any parliamentary scrutiny. As long as he has enough MPs to support him, that's fine. Wow. So you've you've no nowhere to go. You've nowhere to go, basically. So scary. So so is Boris Johnson the main dude in charge? I know. I thought you guys had the the uh, monarchy thing going on, but everybody keeps dogging on this Boris Johnson guy, which he looks like a penis. I get it, but I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with that. It's just the, the royal family or the queen is the head of state, but she has no power. So all of her power has been removed, basically. She just okays things. It, like a ceremonial head of state, essentially. Yeah, she has she, she has barely any more power in the UK than she does in Canada. Mm. She's, cause so she's it's like of, a show thing? It's just yeah. a show? Yeah, it's yeah. for tourism. <laughs> yeah. The only reason they're still here is for the tourism. the presidency is here. It's all a show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it is just a show, really, isn't it? I think um, it's what they always say that basically that the, the royal family brings more revenue into the country through tourism, um, and that's always the argument for not having an elected head of state, essentially, that we'd lose loads of money. Tourism or uh, <laughs> child trafficking, you know, whichever one you want to call it. Basically. Either way, that's super sad. If I felt like I was queen of England and my only power was tourism. <laughs> no, her other power is whenever that's people walk by, they have to like bow or do something. Yeah, but that's like tourism and also like a show. It's like Disneyland. <laughs> so fake. Uh, I think so that's she, show, can, like, uh, she, she can still kill people. So you could still get hung, drawn and quartered. No way. Te- technically, yeah. There's old, old rules. All right, that the would make you feel a little better. Well, she can knight people too. Can do the, the sword thing to knight people. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah we still do that. <laughs> every, every She ch- has all the movie powers, but not any real ones. Basically, yeah. Yeah, every January, the government announced an, an honours list. And this yeah. is the list of their mates and cronies who are going to get made into a sir and out of the realm or an OBE or CBE. And so she does. She so what does that people. actually do? It's cachet. What do you get to do after that? It's, it's just uh, cachet, isn't it? Yeah, so you can probably charge like twice as much for your speeches, basically. 
I'll say it really Ooh. Ooh, weird. It's money. And you get to demand that people call you sir. Yeah. Get a horse yeah. and a suit of armor. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? I, hope I would so. like to <laughs> Any, Can women be knighted? Is that allowed? Yeah, you, well, no, you, you, you can be a dame. You yeah. get your damehood. Uh, lady, lady, so yeah. lady. See, I would be down to get knighted if I was guaranteed like one joust per year to the death. Because <laughs> I would take that up. I'd be like, yes, call me sir. Call me sir Joe and I will joust you. <laughs> well, you'd shit your pants if the hound turned up though, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I'd probably shit my pants and call it off anyway. Be like, I don't even know how to ride a horse. I can't joust. I'm sorry. <laughs> take back my knighthood. <laughs> You've got one of the royals now, haven't you? In California, oh, do you know Prince well, Harry lives there? Well, I, now? I, I, yeah, but I the queen know. just stripped them of all their powers. That's in the news everywhere. Oh, is it right? Okay, I was just wondering if you'd what? even noticed that he'd moved there. I oh, didn't yeah. actually. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah, yeah. the queen stripped them of their royal powers, and then the that would be the same as that. To me, also... it's the same as saying Kim Kardashian moved to Nebraska. I'd right, be like, yeah. I'd, okay, who cares? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like that. <coughs> They've started a podcast, apparently. Yeah, Harry and Meghan. <laughs> oh wow, Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah, it yeah. sounds fucking tragic. Yeah, you know what's yeah, hilarious is that real. show is probably going to hit the top ten in a week and have like six million downloads oh, sure. on their first episode. Yep. And yeah. awesome podcasts like ours are like, <laughs> where's all the listeners? No, yeah. where? Yeah, it'll have six million listeners the first week, and then six listeners then the week after. I think because it sounds <laughs> yeah. fucking after terrible. They hear them talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just vapid. I can't. I can't be doing with it. <laughs> It's I like bet. they've sort of migrated into like reality TV stars or something, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it always reminded me of when they have the royal wedding. Every there were so many Americans that tuned in to the royal <laughs> wedding, and I'm like, why? Who? They're all the way over there. First of all, we we kind of like said fuck you during the Revolutionary War. Why are you caring caring about the monarchs? <laughs> no offense, of course. <laughs> no, none taken. Are we are we Republicans or what? Us three? Me, no, I'm, I'm a hardcore royalist. <laughs> hardcore royalist? Why? I would go that far. I mean, I like the crown. The TV show. TV show. Fuck me. You mean- <laughs> I think I think on balance, yeah, I think we should have an elected head of state and get rid of the House of Lords. Have you heard of the House of Lords? No, so, is that Dukes and stuff? Uh, well, basically, yeah. So there's landed gentry in there as well, isn't there? As well as sort of like um, peers. governments and named peers who become lords. So what happens is, uh, you two might be able to correct me on this, but so say there's a piece of legislation, it goes to the House of Commons, which has all the um, MPs in, which are sort of represent each area of the country. And then that again gets past the House of Lords for scrutiny um, and they can veto stuff and send it back. And if they don't agree with it and then it can get made into law and stuff. So, so they have okay, so kind, of, kind of like a con- Congress. That's super similar yeah, to us, House yeah, of okay. Representatives and Senate. But it's like English, so it's similar. the House of Lords. Yeah, yeah. but it's it unelected. That's the thing. That's the issue with the House uh, of Lords. If you imagine the Senate was made up okay, of unelected Yes. Uh, gentry yeah so basically it's, oh. it's literally um a throwback to 
um, the Magna Carta, wasn't it? Sort of, whenever, when was that? 10, year 1000, 1100, something like that, 1200? 13 something, I thought it was, but I'll probably... There you go, 13 something. (laughs) Yeah. Either way, a long fucking time. Plus or minus 600 years. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, And so the Lords would have, took a little bit of of the power away from the the King, basically. Um, So they would have oversight and scrutiny and could agree and not agree with certain things. To do with tax, mainly, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, funding wars. Yeah. I mean, that's the the whole reason we have tax. It, that's how it all started. Was it was? I mean, it was mainly. Was it the Napoleonic Wars that mainly saw the spike in taxes? I think it was. I think it was the battle of, funding the Battle of Trafalgar and Waterloo right. when uh, government started introducing income taxes. Before oh, that, yeah. you just kept your money. <laughs> you know. All right. I thought the Bank of England. I think that's was pretty similar well. to America. I mean, well, I mean, according to our constitution, income tax isn't legal, really. But that's why they have a, a private company do it for them, so that. It kind of is legal. And I don't think any of our elections are real, so I'm pretty sure that our Senate and House of Representatives is all lords as well, the House of Lords. Like, they're just the people they usher in and pretend that we voted for them. They've all been there for fucking 50 years, so they might as well be unelected, especially after this whole last election cycle. No matter what you think of the fraud or, you know, no evidence of fraud, whatever, there's some wonky shit going on. I don't care what people say. Something went weird, and I don't really care because I think, uh, Trump would be just as much of a puppet as Biden. Maybe a little bit more rogue, but still... I think that's why he's not president now, because they're like, nope, you didn't play the role, bye-bye. Well, now I, we need someone I, new. We've talked about this before, and I think I've said, I, I think if you get to a certain level, you're going to be compromised to some extent. Like, you get to billionaire status and the president, th- there's something going on. He's not just a a saint walking in there fucking up the system because he didn't really fuck it up that much. There were some cool things he did and he was entertaining as shit. And now we have Biden in there who's just a wrinkly bump on a log of a ball sack sitting behind there signing executive order after executive order. He's like, I don't know what I'm signing. And it just, it's just as much theater as, uh, you know, the queen. It's yeah. I think it's he doesn't super know similar. It. Biden doesn't know any more what's going on than the queen does. They're about at the same, you know, cognitive level. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to insult your queen. Is that an insult? Not I don't so know. I'm using a VPN. It's only, a, a, only an insult to the staunch republicist in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll let it I'll slide. Do you think it's possible for like an ordinary Joe, just with you know a good idea and some principles, to get into high office in the states? No. No. Absolutely not. So I would love to think that. That sounds awesome. But I think they will be either killed or compromised. <laughs> they don't even have to take it to the level of killing them, though. I'll, you have to have a certain amount of money to even campaign or get your name out there. Like if I, no name, went out to run for president, I don't have a chance because I don't have the funds to get no, my name out. You have to be resourceful and do it. But I think they will find a way to kill you. I do. I mean, they didn't even have to kill Bernie. Look at Bernie Sanders. All they had to do is <laughs> fuck him over in the uh, primaries and he was out. All they had to do was make memes of him with mittens. Yeah, he became a meme. <laughs> well, that, that's what I would become, a meme. What about Arguably greater than President of the United States becoming a meme? I think that's uh, probably more you're immortal, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think President Trump's immortal because of his uh, his stupid fucking tweets. 
They were so dumb, but super entertaining. So entertaining. I was sad when Twitter banned him. I was like, damn, they were funny to read. I mean, <laughs> it's sad that your president is like hilarious to listen to. That's kind of sad, but whatever. That's America. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you've kind of gone from one extreme to the other, really, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For kind sure. of the story of our uh, country. Well, though, so. sort of. I mean, I feel like uh, the last year that Trump was president, everyone was bashing him, bashing, 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 and then promoting things like Black Lives Matter, wearing masks, Anthony Fauci, and now Biden's in office. And they're like, yay, everything's fine. And Fauci's still talking and Black Lives Matter is still really great. And meanwhile, you know, it's still the same shit. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Our lives haven't changed Except at all. Except for that COVID cases are declining. Shockingly. Biden's in office and COVID's declining. Weird. If, what do you yeah, put that? They would never. What do you put that down oh, to, Jen? What do you think is going on? Why do you think the uh, that, that synchronicity has happened with the COVID cases going um, down? Because I, because I think they wanted to demonize Trump. So we're not Trump supporters at all. Like, we, I think he's an idiot. Oh, entertaining at best. But a uh, good businessman or whatever. But um, I think that they just wanted someone to be a scapegoat. So they had to make COVID horrible when he was president. And he was also like, masks are dumb. This is dumb. Why are we doing this? So they demonized that. Made it the worst thing for him to say. And then Biden was like, oh, that's crazy. We're going to unite everybody. So he's in office and now he's going to save the day and COVID's going to go away because he's in office now. I just think they need someone to be the, the demon, like the devil and the angel, and they need someone to hate and someone to love. And they're going to make it Biden. Yay. He made COVID go away. Well, as far as the cases go, right after the inauguration, the WHO were like, oh, the PCR test is actually kind of faulty. We need to lower the cycles for, or, you know, the cycles we run this at. And they cut it in half or so. I don't know the exact numbers again, but uh, yeah, they cut the cycles down, which is what every conspiracy podcast has been talking about for the last year is how fucked the PCR test is and how they're running too many cycles on it. It'll, you run it enough times, you'll find whatever you want in there. So now that as soon as yeah, Biden like, oh, gets in, positive. they're like, Oh, you know what? This whole year we've been doing this wrong. We should lower it. And then the, the COVID Biden cases. I did not say that. I, I guarantee that someone made Biden say that. No, he, Biden didn't say that. The oh. WHO did. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We saw this, we saw this bulletin uh, last month and they introduced new guidance, didn't they? For confirming cases about having to, uh, the person has to display positive symptoms and X, Y, and Z and new guidance and protocols for the labs carrying out the tests. And it's like, yeah, they've, had, they've got, this is the message. This is the signal. Let's get the cases down now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And meanwhile, six months ago, they were like, you could have no symptoms and still be a carrier. That's never been a thing. I'm sorry. Never. I've never been like, oh, you know what? I think I got sick from my friend who had no symptoms, but she must have had the flu. That's how I got it. That's, That's fun- insane. Or you call in, you call into work because you're like, you know what? I have no symptoms, <laughs> but I think I'm sick. I think I got COVID, actually. I'm going to stay <laughs> home today. That's I mean, there was, a, there was an article, I think it was last week, and we didn't talk about it. It was on the schedule, but we just didn't get around to it. And there was um, uh, an article, I think it was a paper in The Lancet, And it was the one that came out, I think, in February last year, which started all this asymptomatic um, transmission talk. And it was based on, uh, I think it was four Germans who'd been at a business meeting with a Chinese person from Wuhan. And the, uh, the meeting ended and she went home and she tested positive for COVID. And so did, I think, one or two of these German people. 
And the people do, who did the study for the Lancet who said, oh, we've got asymptomatic transmission, they neglected to actually speak to the Chinese woman and ask her if she had symptoms. And this came out last week that it turns out, yeah, I did have symptoms. Wow. And this is 12 Would months you later. The super spreader. They keep saying that too, the super spreaders who go around and have no symptoms, but they're killing people. No, basically a super spreader is any Trump rally uh, or anything that isn't a democratic. Or a family gathering. It could be anything. Yeah. If you have more than 10 people at your Thanksgiving. Do you guys have crazy commercials there for COVID and mask wearing and things like that? I, I just saw when I walked into the commercials. I didn't mean to, but it showed up and it was a person laying in a bed. You couldn't see their face and they were had wires all hooked up and it was like the heart monitor beeping. And it said across in letters, it said, this could be your mother. And then the mother changed it or your friend or your neighbor. And then it was, do you have propaganda and it just said, wear a mask. <laughs> it was oh, about yeah. wearing masks and it was a person dying and it was like, this could be your family. That's so fucked up stop fucking with people it makes me so angry i want to no jen what's fucked up is the idea that uh you're not really scaring me i don't know how many family members or friends i have but i'm like yeah maybe they would get covid i could give a shit less (laughs) (laughs) all right they could get hit by a fucking bus tomorrow too i'm not gonna (laughs) worry about that maybe maybe that could be my mother on there but all right whatever it's your mom (laughs) well still i mean rest in peace What's like the equivalent that we've had over here to that? We've got those uh, adverts where they say, yeah, look him in the eye and tell him you've been wearing your mask. Oh, it's it's a close. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tell him you've been doing everything you can to social distance and, you know, you've only been going out for your... It's your, a, uh, it's a, it's a close up. It's a close up of someone's face, and you can see like the nose, ca- not cannula, what do they call it, the nose oxygen thing going in, and they're obviously all grey. Oh, they're all yeah. grey and about to die. And it says, "Look, yeah. in, look in his eyes and tell him why you didn't wear a mask." Oh my <laughs> oh, god! Wow. Well, I can't fix him, and I will. That's unreal. Be <laughs> a better doctor. The thing is, is we're like a year into it now, and the adverts have only just started. Oh yeah, so you yeah. know, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I just find it a bit baffling, really. Oh, we we start get, doing that now. We've been getting it online though for since the start. The old um, what's the three three phrase slogan? Oh right, yeah. So uh, stay at home, protect the NHS, save, save lives. lives. Yeah, so stay alert. And then it, did you not remember it changed in the summer to stay alert? Um, something rubbish. Um, it was awful. Stay alert to, to what? Stay <laughs> alert. It could be. It could be anywhere. The news. Watch the news. Yeah. Watch had, the news. We had a, we had a brief, a brief um, two-week period, didn't we? One or two weeks where there was no lockdown where we live in in Lancashire, um, and uh, yeah, it was a bit bizarre, wasn't it? It was. There was still like social distancing and stuff. Was there? No, we went to the pub, didn't we, Phil? And it was it was a bit weird. Yeah, you yeah. had to sit outside, didn't you? Some people are like, can I hang out? Am I supposed to be here? It's like all awkward. <laughs> it is because <laughs> it's, it's been normalised. Norm- yeah, we normally do the podcast together, um, mm. would record together, but um, you can get fined uh, £10,000. We're handing out 10000 Is that why you guys are separate right now? Yeah. <gasps> You're like literally not allowed to hang out with other people. 
It's against the law. Over over a year now. Oh, I feel like we should have led with that. It's <laughs> forty-five minutes, and I had no fucking clue why you guys were separated. But I just it's it literally like, illegal for I just you guys to do it. Was like me and ben. Okay. ben. Ben is literally ten minutes down the road, but he's babysitting. Normally, he would be with us. Or- yeah, we have people over all the time, and we still do that. Where we live in California, we're allowed to. There were certain places in Southern California that got their power shut off by the power company because they had a party. <laughs> that story. That's yeah. so weird. But that's. That's like all over the state. (laughs) I think they stopped doing that because the governor almost got ousted by the entire state. But where we live, that would never happen. He's still on the way out. You know Gavin Newsom? Do you know that name? Yeah. Yeah, the the French laundry. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to boot him the fuck out of here. And apparently, I think they have most of the signatures needed to recall him. Um, Who knows if that's going to happen? Don't think it really matters. I don't who, think we control anything at all. We'll probably have an answer for governor next. What's um? Oh, no. What happens in the recall? I'll be right back. Oh, it's all right. Okay. When if say he is recalled, would it be like a general election, like a Republican Democrat election, or would they just would someone select another Democrat to fill his place, or what? Do you know oh. how it would work? What the mechanics would be? I actually have no idea how the state elections work here, but I. Again, I Joe's not here, but I I do not think any of the election stuff is real. I think they just kind of they make it as real as possible. They make you feel empowered. I don't think it's as controlling. They want to keep some sort of normal. But I think they would put whoever they want in, whether they had an election or not. I think it would be someone who they knew would play ball and make, you know, the things happen that they wanted to happen. Yeah. So it's like political theater, in other words. It is. It's similar to what you guys were talking about with the Queen. And I'm not bashing the Queen. We literally have no idea how the government (laughs) works over there. But I think the president is totally a puppet, too. I just don't think that they can do as much as they think they can. And if they could, they would be killed and replaced in whatever way, whether it was natural causes or an assassination, whatever. I'm making myself sound more conspiratorial than I really am. But I just... In, in all fairness, I just have never seen a president really make any changes like you see in the movies or like you see in shows. It's just kind of all the same or they die. So, I mean, there's <laughs> there's never really any change. Who do you think is run by advisors then? Because there's a lot of advisors over on our side of the pond as well, isn't there? So, yeah. uh, okay, I'm kind of weird. I think there's a way higher up thing going on beyond humans. I think it's different. I think there's something that we're not seeing, whether it's another realm. I'm not saying it's aliens necessarily, another dimension or higher beings. I think it's something completely different. Or if we're in a simulation, not to try to get super weird after we're just talking about grounded politics, but I think there's something significantly beyond our control that we would couldn't possibly know right now. Could I don't be, think it's we'd just... never know, would we? So there's, you know, it's, it's as plausible as anything else. You don't... The, we could. I think it would drastically change the way the entire world works if we ever found out but i think there's something very different controlling all of that well, let's hope we never We're find out <laughs> the way the way i tend to i tend to gravitate more towards money and corruption being the sort of the 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 oil that's making the wheels grind i think there's a lot of cronyism i'm sure it's just as bad over there as it is here 
and that oh, is yeah. the money it's that's funny. told. We, we've talked about that too, about like the basis of all this evil shit. And I don't know about money anymore. I used to think anything you can follow the money trail and you'll lead you to the culprit. They print so much money now that I, I don't think the people that are in charge of that actually need more money anymore. They have more money they could spend in their entire life. Yeah, it's more power, I think. Just the, it's power, the power too, control. They, they kind of have all the power, too. We talked about this. Uh, you know who Charlie Robinson is? I think yeah, we've had him yeah. in and, uh, and Monica from the prop report about this. They kind of went to an esoteric level. They're like, what's above this? Because money, power, they have all that. What's what's going on above that? And that's what it I think. Kind of comes down to kind of saying, yeah, yeah there's something else. That battle we of know. the soul, or battle <laughs> of the human mind, or then you bring in aliens, and this is how we go down rabbit trails. Yeah, please <laughs> help. I mean, what? For being sorry, I was like, drives, sorry, not <laughs> What drives that ambition once you've reached the top? There must be something, otherwise you just stop doing anything. And right, uh, there's got to be something that that pushes you on. I mean, I think it's probably like the preservation of your family. They're like, here, you can see behind this veil. Now, if you want your family and loved ones to live, you just do all this stuff and we'll let you survive. I think there's a lot of that. I think once you get to that top point, they're like looking back at you and it's like, oh shit, sorry, didn't mean to get here, my bad. And it's too late at that point. Well, a lot of people have that that thought about JFK, don't they? And that he tried to unravel yep. the military-industrial complex, and uh, they put a stop to him, quick sharp. Yep. Yeah, possibly. I don't know a lot about that. We had um... we had we had a show on to do an in-depth JFK analysis, and uh, we did an hour of awesome shit. And then I looked at my thing, and I'm like, oh, I'm not recording. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so we have this whole episode about JFK and all these conspiracies. That's non-existent <laughs> we'll have him back on but what what happened we just ended though. up continuing talking for an hour anyway and we're like okay we'll, we'll come back to jfk at a later date i guess <laughs> yeah do you guys know a lot about that story because i i really don't i know the basic narrative but i, I don't know all the stuff he was talking about yeah yeah uh, i was in a taxi in dallas last year um and the taxi driver was convinced that she was the love child of jack ruby I think I think was the story, but that oh that was an hour journey, just talking and talking and talking. I managed oh to record a little God, bit on like my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I wanted this to go on, just carry on. I was, I was asking a question, trying to push more information out of it. Yeah, she was uh, she was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, a demographic of people that call us crazy. <laughs> well, that sounds fashion insane. Yeah, Sorry. no, that's that's another level. <laughs> yeah, that's where, did, funny where did Ben go? By the way, I, I, was I have no idea. He just disconnected. Okay, well, he probably had kids. I told him I didn't want kids interrupting this time because that <laughs> happened last time. So thank you, Ben. Aw. Mm. Oh dear. Well, what else is new over there, though? You guys got any other crazy conspiracy hairs up your butts at the moment? Ooh. Uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went. You went on a. You went down a UFO rabbit hole, didn't you, Matt? Yeah, but I mean that just led me to the to American ones, the Tic Tac, the Tic Tac oh, incident, yeah. um, and the other one, the spinning top. But then, yeah, then I sort of went out into um, other things as well. Oh, time slips and stuff. Oh, well, time slips, and I can't remember the name. What was the name of the guy that I messaged, and he said he was too busy. And he was like the, the head of, uh, he was the, the, the person oh, who was, did the report on, was it called Neil? 
This guy is uh, he, he was he worked for MI6, didn't he? Yeah, and he did the report. He basically oh. did a report on all of the classified um, UFO sightings, and one of the major ones is something to do with a forest in the UK. Um, Rendell Hill, or something like that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, so he he did. He's done a report on it. Um, Nick, Nick Pulp, isn't it? That's his name. Yeah, yeah Nick Pulp. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, totally. Um, wow. he, was, he was the min- minister he was too of. Busy. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. He was too, too busy Been for on, the like, some official capacity about yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, no, he was hired by the government basically to do a report, official report on UFOs. Um, but he was, yeah, he was too busy for the Army Inquisition, unfortunately. I've I've been <laughs> sort of too consumed. He doesn't really out in the future, is what he said. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> too consumed with all the COVID stuff, really, to. Uh, to sort of be looking at conspiracy, other well, other conspiracy theories at the moment. There's so much going on with this COVID situation that's taking up most of my time. Mm. But, um, oh, yeah. Have we had the? Um, have you heard of the Odd Man Out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I followed them on the uh, Instagram. I haven't listened to them yet, but I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had him on a couple of times, and I was just going to say his podcast is great for conspiracy theories and occult deconstruction and stuff. And he's, he's a good guy. Awesome. It'd be good. It'd be good for you. You should uh, message him. Get him on. Yeah. What podcast is it? The Odd Man Out. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just so much craziness going on. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's too much to handle. Like, we, I used to be way more into, like, listening to UFO stories and alien cryptids, anything like that. Anything besides real life, you know, as far as we know. (laughs) But now the UFO things kind of bum me out because of the government coming out. Uh, did you hear about our new COVID stimulus bill has 180 day countdown to disclosure of whatever documents they have, which I don't believe for shit. Anyway, anytime they release uh, so-called confidential reports, it's heavily redacted. You get black bars through everything except for the words, the, a, and you know, no names, <laughs> no actual information. So I don't really care what the government puts out as far as UFOs. Cause we've been listening to stories about that for years. And I, I consider that semi-evidence, not official evidence, but there's definitely more going on than they're ever going to let us know anyway. Have you guys read Terry Lovelace's new book? You guys said you knew who he was? No. Not read it, no. Um, but he's coming on, isn't he, in a few weeks' time. I can't remember exactly when. Yeah, he's booked in next so month, the, I think. The second, so the second half of his book is like 25 stories of people who emailed him stories that were similar. Like the whole, it's all anecdotal stories and it's super interesting. And then his first half, did you guys read his first book? Nope. At all? It's insane. You should read it. But the first half of his book kind of summarizes it, but then gives more in-depth information. And it's pretty crazy. I mean, he's super Super credible. That's the sad and scary part is that he's an extremely credible person. I wish he was lying about the things he talks about, but is he is he quite well yeah. known over there then? Because we we'd never heard of him until like a couple of weeks ago when we when we booked him. Uh, he's he's well known in this uh, community, I guess. <laughs> well, we listened to uh, well a podcast known. called Mysterious Universe. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. Yeah. And he they covered his book, right. so we bought his book and read it. And he's a former prosecuting attorney. He was in the United States Air Force. He. He's a credible dude, and he waited until the end of his career to write this book because he didn't want to be discredited. Right. And it's an insane encounter. And he, the way he writes is pretty um, – he's not trying to be, like, pompous. or He makes it easy to 
you know, read and listen to and understand as a normal person. And he talks like that too, for being like an older gentleman. He's pretty fucking funny. Right. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't act like an old dude where you have to like hold things back or anything. He's yeah. Really you guys cool. love fun with that. One. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the mind off the COVID. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's been a lot of talk in our sort of community mm-hmm. about over the last, I would say two years, maybe about this concept of soft disclosure and that these things are being yeah. sort of spoon fed to us, drip fed. Uh, you know, over a long period of time. Uh, yeah, you're not buying that. Uh, I think it's kind of happening, but I don't really care. Any any of the stuff that they're, you know, quote, disclosing are, are things that we've already heard about for decades. We've heard stories all the way back from the 40s and 50s that kind of match up with anything they're going to tell us. They're just, it's more of like an acknowledgement now. It's not like they're telling us anything new. They're just like, oh yeah, by the way, yeah, that's actually been happening. We know we've been denying it for 50 right. years, but yeah, it's been happening. But we so. told you now. I think they're going to be like, no, no, we told you guys, we told you guys. Like when the alien invasion happens and we're all like, oh my God. I'm I think not that's that part of happen, the plan though, is that nobody gives like, a no, shit No, no, right we told now. you guys, we told you. <laughs> like nobody cares about it. They're like, oh yeah, aliens, okay, whatever. I got to wear my mask. <laughs> I don't think they'll care. I mean, it gives it, it gives it sort of a layer of um, I don't know if credibility is the right word, but it, when it's coming from a government source or from the air force or whatever, rather than you know uh, another sort of anecdotal source, it does give it sort of a layer of credibility. That's I, I guess that's what they're getting at with the yeah. soft disclosure argument, isn't it? In it's like way. confirmed suspicions. Like we've we've been alleging all this stuff for so long, and then they finally come along and acknowledge it. It's like and that is kind of cool because it's like okay, we're not completely crazy. That's awesome. But, well, they're not identifying that it's off planet either. They're just saying that it's an unidentified flying object. Uh, they're not really saying that it came from somewhere else. They're they just saying they don't UFOs, know what it is. UAPs. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't think that the Stargate's going to open anytime soon, and the the mothership's going to come come through and. No, <laughs> I don't know if it does. It might be that the Project Bluebeam idea, though. You know, the the fake. I don't even. We've talked about this a million times too, but <laughs> I wouldn't believe anything unless I actually went got sucked up into their ship or something. But then, even then, you probably wouldn't remember it from what I've heard. So. Right. Oh, you just have a sore ass when you wake up. I think. Yeah. <laughs> don't been, worry. Yeah, it's why just is a my <laughs> I You're thought, negative, by the way. You know, when that, that the other <laughs> week, don't have COVID. <laughs> when that story came out about anal swabbing, I thought that was like the onion or something. I thought that was satire. <laughs> it turns out that... I did too until I saw more articles. I'm like, oh, they were serious. Holy shit. Yeah, I didn't look into it, but he said that was real. And I was like, that's not real. And he's like, no, it is. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I think, it, I think it's just so in I China. We're joking. It's just in <laughs> Klaus anal swab. So no. the anal swabs are real thing. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're starting in China. They're oh, starting no. in China, and then, you know, like everything else, we'll just copy the Chinese like we have done since last March. Yeah, new low for COVID, the <laughs> anal swab. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally new low. Next yeah. is yeah. tyranny. Wheat. Oh. Well, we're coming up on an hour here, guys, yeah. so we'll let you go. I know it's uh, later over there. We, uh, it's all right. What, we're at, uh, let's see, one o'clock here. Yeah, one o'clock. What wow. you what you guys got planned? What you doing in the future? More of the same. More of the same. Yeah, maybe we'll get back to you guys. We just kind of touched on Klaus Klaus Anal Schwab and the Great <laughs> Reset. Awesome. Maybe we can uh, talk some more Great Reset next time. There's plenty to talk about in that. It's terrifying, and that guy should be hung as well, in my opinion. <laughs> I've just I've just read a, a brilliant article on Klaus Schwab and his family history. Uh, 
from uh, someone who Whitney Webb knows posted it in this uh, Telegram group. And so I, I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote it, but I'll put it in the show notes because it's fascinating. Going back to uh, World War One and his involvement with Swiss engineering and uh, the company his grand his dad worked for building flamethrowers for the Nazis and stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's wild. Oh, yeah. It's wild. Not surprising. Yeah, I'll put it That's in. The, insane. If I remember, I'll put it in the show notes. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Sure. Nice well, uh, have you on again? That was fun. Yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah good nice to meet you guys too. Thanks for uh, shooting the shit with us. I feel like we weren't really stuck on as any particular topic. But... This is how our show goes. We just bullshit and then go. Thanks. Nice, nice to meet you. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, nice it's been fun. Good to meet you. And uh, we'll yeah, we'll uh, we'll be posting it up tomorrow. So um, yeah, check it awesome. out. Check out the episode, everyone who's listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> For sure. All right, guys. Have a good night. Have a good one. All right, bye, guys. Stay Thank safe. You. Build back better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're back. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. Ah, that was our, our little swap cast. That was quite fun, weren't it? Talks about yeah, a lot good. of different. Good guys. Uh, yeah. So we've got a lot of uh, guests in common, haven't we? Mm. Yeah, Charlie Robinson and Grand America Boys, and I think yeah, I think we need to dive a bit further into Jen's um, uh, theory around the president and who's controlling the government. I think that might be quite interesting. Who is pulling the strings? Yeah, mm-hmm. next time. Yeah, I don't know if it was Joe Rogan when I listened, when I used to listen to him, but <laughs> it might have been Eddie Bravo who said like, when you get elected president, you get walked into a room and sat down and then they roll you the uh, footage of JFK getting shot <laughs> and then they'll say, any questions? Do you know the thing that you walk into a room, sit down, and then you you uh, a door opens from, from the other side of the room and then you enter and then you then you're shot and then your replacement goes out and uh, and becomes the, the president. I don't know if that's a film plot, but if it isn't, yes. I'm having it. Fate, isn't that what happened in Face Off? Oh, is it? Oh, right. Sorry, take it back. Well, no, they, they swapped faces. <laughs> I did that out. Didn't merge <laughs> until the end. What, Matt? What are you muttering to yourself? What are you talking about? I was just correcting your film trivia, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> muttering dissent. Yeah. Hey, don't make me execute order 69, dudes! On your ass. Um, I can't think of anything worse. No? Okay. All right. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. All right, should we do some housekeeping? Yeah, it's time. Housekeeping. 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 I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Indeed. <laughs> this is a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, consider returning some value. There's loads of ways of doing it. Buy some fucking merch for fuck's sake. From the Amish loot chest. Link in the description. Yeah. yeah. My merch a review. Again. Oh look, yeah, there's some merch right there. What review? You could drop us a review on uh, yeah. on a channel Just on which we are on. <laughs> Yeah, iTunes ones would be good. iTunes. Fuck's sake. YouTube. It's like pulling teeth with you sometimes. Yeah, Are they the best ones? Um, the iTunes ones? The, the greatest value to us? It seems to be, but who the fuck listens on iTunes anymore? I know, right. yeah. It's what, what is it, like 8%? Yeah. 
something mm. if I download? I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's nothing. Hello to our Indian friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you should, probably should have learned what hello is in uh, in um, that, that one of the languages. Yeah. Uh, namaste. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We should have an Indian guest on. We should. Yeah, there are no adverts, no corporate sponsorships, no paywalls. It's all free. If you find it valuable, please consider returning some value. This shit costs money, and we need your support. Um, It doesn't have to be monetary. There are loads of ways. Leaving reviews, subscribe to the YouTube channel, send us memes for Instagram, send us interesting news articles, video clips. Artwork. uh, Artwork, yeah, we could we could literally have different um, episode artwork for each episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the requirements for the artwork? I've forgotten now. Something two thousand by two thousand square. Mm-hmm. Basically, if it's square, we can we can sort it, we can fix it. Um, like three thousand ten, ten pixels. It between fourteen hundred squared pixels and three thousand squared pixels. Uh, three thousand would be pre- preferred. Uh, they are the requirements for iTunes. So, and what what they say goes, don't don't they? So, yeah, you can send us artwork, memes for Insta. Uh, we've done the merch store, haven't we? Link in the description if you want to buy. Uh, look what Amish Matt's modelling. A yeah, literally a communist hoodie. Yeah. I think it's a college hoodie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, very nice. you know, like tosses a fucking coin. Oh my god, I'm I'm, I'm delaying. Delay that order. It's <laughs> a coin to your Witcher, Old Valley of Plenty, Old Valley of Plenty. Oh. I think you're hitting hitting the point, Phil. That got a great. It really bothers me. Because I'm literally a communist. Because I'm literally a communist. Oh, the old double tap on a yeah. shark car. Shaky mm. hands, man. Yeah, I was panicking then. I was on the wrong page. But yeah, if you go to thearmysinquisition.com, uh, you will see a tab there, how do I become a producer, or you will also see a PayPal button, and you can give a monthly donation or a one-off. We might be able to accept crypto soon. <laughs> Not yeah, sure. Yeah, do it now if you want. We can put it in the show notes. <laughs> Yes, more research, I think. Right. I, I don't know. It's got to be whatever's the easiest way that people transfer crypto, Bitcoin. Oh, nothing's easy in crypto. It's, no. it's an absolute pain in the parts. Yeah. All right. Uh, better thank the producers then for episode 172. Short list this week. Nami Nodge, Cthulhu Taint, Anonymous, and uh, everyone who bought merch this week. Thank you so much. You're so amazing. And you love them. They are. Yeah. So amazing in their love. I've been coming to terms with the fact that I am chest feeding. <laughs> Fucking vegan. <laughs> and it really bothers me. The current, the grape, the homophobe, the wind, the uh, tosilizu mab, the fucking vegan, the blind dog face pony soldier, the asna, the crumpwap, the number 11, the sassy deposit, the blind man, the Tommy.
unionist on the horizon. The cripple and the mother. Money bickering from like a judgment day and terminating mode like. Yes. I don't get it. Never will. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them. Yep, thanks, uh, thanks for your wonderful support again for another episode. It's much appreciated. Hey, I love, I'm just loving that synth at the end. <laughs> it's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're we moving on. Uh, yeah. New COVID mix. <laughs> <laughs> COVID-19 news. If you let it rip, they would get infected very rapidly and soon be filling up your hospitals and unfortunately your morgues. Vaccination is going to be, in the end, your route to liberty. I wish we could vaccinate against stupidity. Uh, In the same ballpark as seasonal influenza. From hell. uh, The magic vaccine. It's not going to allow us to go completely back to normal. Because we're getting bored and we want to have fun. Read the standing (laughs) orders. Read them and understand them. (laughs) Oh, not too much COVID news to go through. It's been a a good week for uh, Anthony Fauci, who we mentioned earlier, didn't we? Mm. Why is it? Yeah. Why? Because of this. Officials with the Israel-based Dan David Foundation says Fauci received the recognition. Oh, hang on. Why has it done that again? It's paused it for some reason. Stop, you bastard. After a lifetime of achievements in the field of medicine, they mention his work on HIV research and AIDS relief, as well as his advocacy for COVID-19 vaccines. The 80-year-old has served seven presidents and has been the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases since 1984. One million dollar prize he got. Is he 80? Yeah. Fuck. That's a nice uh, side screw, isn't it? Million quid. What did he win? Was it the Isra- was it something to do with Israel? Hang on, let's try again. Dr. Anthony Fauci won a one million dollar award for quote defending science during the coronavirus pandemic, earning him the Dan David Prize. Officials with the Israel-based Dan David Foundation says Fauci received the recognition after a lifetime of achievements in the field of medicine. They mention his work on HIV research and AIDS relief, as well as his advocacy for COVID-19 vaccines. The 80-year-old has served seven presidents and has been the director of the National Institute. Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases since 1984. Yeah. He's doing all right for 80, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, I yeah. think he's... Is he chief medical advisor to the president? I think that's his new role. Now he's left right. the NIH. NIH. Right. Yeah, a million quid for defending the science. Here's an I example. Should, do you not think that he's a uh, millionaire already? Well, yeah. Yeah, big, small change. Yeah. Here's uh, an example of him defending the science. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it? Because people are listening really closely to this. uh, Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet 
but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. Sounds pretty obvious common sense, that, doesn't it? Yeah, that I was, remember that being, being said by him yeah, and, yeah. and others. Yeah, Jenny Harris, who's the deputy chief medical officer, I think she I'm made a similar. Pretty sure that our government said it as well at the, at the very yeah. beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when yeah. when there was definitely wasn't a conspiracy to um, uh, stop everybody panic buying face masks. And uh, we got from there to here's Anthony Fauci a couple of weeks ago. It's becoming increasingly popular amongst leaders in the US. Double masking has been seen everywhere from the floor of the Senate to government press briefings. Am I clear? Am I clear? Yeah. Okay, I think I'm wearing a double mask, that's why. Sorry. Even the president has done it. And now the United States' top health advisor is recommending more people take up the practice. There's nothing wrong with people wearing two masks. I often myself wear two masks. The yeah, maybe that stops two droplets. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, the BBC have jumped on the uh, mask the bandwagon as well. Um, but I don't know what I've done with the clip. Dead air. Bad, isn't it? What do you do when you've got a beard? These masks don't fit the best at times. You need a snood. Well, I've got, I've got a thing, like a scarf or whatever. It gets in the mask as well. You end up chewing on your own beard. Oh, no, you dirty yeah. bastards. Yeah, it's, it's grim. That happens. But, you know, fuck us beardies. <laughs> the BBC's on the bandwagon now. All over the world, people are now covering their faces in a million different ways. There's a a lot of choice about what type to wear. And in some countries, the advice is changing as we learn more about how the virus spreads. So what are the options? Well, a homemade face covering is the simplest and cheapest. And it was promoted in 2020 because of worries about shortages of professional masks that medics desperately needed. This one, it's made from an old T-shirt. It's got three layers, so should do a reasonable job of stopping any virus that... So fucking tepid, isn't it, the BBC? Yeah. Oh, God, this reporting, it makes me... Oh, wretch. All over the world, people are now covering oh, their faces in a million different ways. What's wrong with this fucking There's thing tonight? There's a lot of choice about what type to wear. And in some countries, the advice is changing as we learn more about how the virus spreads. So what are the options? Well, a homemade face covering is the simplest and cheapest... And it was promoted in 2020 because of worries about shortages of professional masks that medics desperately needed. This one, it's made from an old T-shirt. It's got three layers, so should do a reasonable job of stopping any virus that I might release, which really matters because up to one in three people may be infected without even realising. <laughs> to make it more effective, there's the idea of doubling up with two coverings, one on top of the other, because that gives you more layers to stop the virus getting through. We saw a lot of these double masks on Inauguration Day in Washington. They're now recommended by the US government, but the advice is to make sure you can still breathe easily. You mentioned um, the government's scientific advice regarding face masks. I've got a clip from um, evidence that Patrick Valance gave to the Parliamentary Select Committee back in the 
early days last year. Mm. Our advice on face masks was in April. And we said face masks are of marginal positive value when used in enclosed spaces where crowding may occur and you can't keep two metres distance. The key word there is marginal. Mm-hmm. Which is what the research says, isn't it? In fact, no, they said... This is before the Danish study came out. Right, OK. It doesn't, doesn't protect the wearer. How does no. it protect the wearer and not someone else? They must just work one way, yeah. You just stop it going out and don't stop it coming in. It's because there's not enough studies, is there? Well, there's been 40 years of studies. Is it? Yeah. And that's why they've never been recommended before, because there was no evidence. (laughs) There was one done since, I think, bird flu in Asia. And they showed it can make it worse. Is the one in Thailand or something, and the one in the Danish one, basically. But no, we've strapped one on a machine, and the machine has less droplets coming out, therefore everyone should wear them, because that's what we are, biological robots that don't fuck with the faces. Have you been reading the selfish gene film? uh... (laughs) It's on my list. I've got it on shelf. I've never read it. It probably just made me angry. I think you'd like it. I think it's a bit of an ideologue, Dawkins, to be honest. But, you know... Uh... Yeah, I can see that. He definitely is, isn't he? He's one of the new atheists, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you go into his, his other works, like the God Delusion. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, got some worrying news from the BMJ, the British Medical Journal, this week. Um, I've got a clip from Malin Baker's YouTube channel, previous guest. He can fill us in. Dr. Malin. Dr. Malin. The British Medical Journal reported that experts are demanding an urgent inquiry into why alcohol-related deaths hit record numbers in the first nine months of 2020. I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that they're not going to have to press gang only geniuses onto that inquiry. That's worrying, isn't it? Alcohol-related deaths seem to have spiked last year. Yeah. That's mm. what people do, isn't it? But the pubs are closed. <laughs> that makes it even worse. What do you mean? That's what people do. When you get sad, you get smashed, don't you? Because we're British. People turn to alcohol. Yeah, it's uh, self-medicating, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I don't know any... is, Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, some people do. And I think I've spoken to people who are alcoholics or were alcoholics, whatever they call themselves, and a lot of them said in the first lockdown they just... Like properly relapsed, basically. Oh, fuck. Right. The worrying thing is that there's been no cost benefit analysis done before this uh, line of reasoning was embarked upon. Yes, that's what the uh, CEO of Leon, which is a chain I've never heard of, has said, isn't it? What's that? You could breakfast at Leon. I never heard of it before. Um, but basically, that's what he said. He said, like, any company, he wouldn't launch... He said he wouldn't launch a chicken wrap without doing a cost-benefit analysis. So why have the government not done that with a lockdown? Yeah, political pressure, wasn't it? Mm. From... Well, in our case, it was from the rest of Europe. Yeah, our neighbours, yes. It's a lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no scientific basis for it. 
WHO guidelines up to October 2019. Do not lock down. Do not quarantine infected people. Mm-hmm. And we just threw all that out the window. For some reason, some strange reason. I wonder why. Anyway, moving on. Uh, sticking with Malin. Sticking with Malin. He's, uh, he's been looking into uh, a recent report from Tony Blair's Institute. Oh, God. She's always good for a laugh. The former Prime Minister Tony Blair's Institute just released a report saying that the complete lifting of restrictions may not be safe until there are no known cases of coronavirus in Britain. I'll pause it there. Zero COVID policy. Absolute zero. Oh, for God's sake. His think tank is putting forth. That doesn't seem... Well, what's the false positive rate? Even if it's 1%, you cannot have zero COVID. Unless you stop testing. The only way to have zero COVID is zero testing. And how likely is that? I don't know. It's not happening, is it? It's not that happening any time in the next 12 months. Oh, zero no, not, testing. That, not that quickly. They'll, no. have to, they'll have to do something. Let's continue with the uh, Tony Blair Institute. It says that even then, society must remain poised for rapid reimposition of local restrictions, mass testing, and you guessed it, vaccine passports. A rapid lifting of restrictions, according to the Blair report, would risk a rise in hospital admissions, increase the chance of more virus mutations, and would actually harm, not help, the economy. And it concluded like this. Once the vaccination rollout is complete, the degree to which life will be able to return to normal is very sensitive to the proportion of the population covered and the effectiveness of the vaccines in preventing transmission. While there are positive signs, it is far from clear it will be possible to remove all restrictions without having in place a comprehensive containment infrastructure involving digital health credentials, better incentives for self-isolation and widespread availability of rapid testing. Tony Blair himself added, the arguments against it really don't add up. What they're advocating is it like a constant state of readiness for the next state. So you have all this infrastructure infrastructure in place ready. Test and trace, mass testing constantly, travel restrictions. You have all your government agencies ready to impose the next lockdown at a moment's notice. That's the world that they think we should be moving into. Um, um, it's nice to be prepared but I think uh, I know what you're getting at that it could be abused that level of of power do you remember the Ferrari over the ID cards about 10 years ago David Blunkett yeah it was like a while at the beginning of the century wasn't it that I think If if we'd have had them would, they not, would it not be now they'd be just adding that to your database for yeah. the information you've got? Mm. Things have changed since, uh, what's that? That was, I would say that would be about 99, maybe 2000, Blimey, maybe yeah, 20 years, years ago. ago. I think it was Rommel, or one of the other German generals in the Second World War, said that the, the British were lions led by donkeys. And we've turned into a nation of cooks run by a fucking clown. <laughs> And people will just roll over and take it. They'll take the anal schwab. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's quite disturbing the way things are going. 
You think life's going back to normal? Fucking wake up. It isn't. Tell you what, it was, it was weird on that going back to normal. Last night we watched, um, what was it? It might have been the night before. It was, it was like a rerun of uh, some chat show and Boris Johnson was on before he was Prime Minister and um, James Corden. It was, uh, I can't remember the guy. Have I got news for you? No, no, no. It was it was a chat show, and they were they were sat on the sofa, and they were so close together. It looked uncomfortable. I thought I thought, and I, and this is the first time where I thought, well, this is weird. I've, I've now been conditioned to think that is odd. That is very odd that they are so close together, and then shaking hands and you know touching each other jovially. I thought that is odd. It's going to look really weird if. And when it goes back to quote unquote normal, and people are sitting like close together on on breakfast TV or whatever, it's going to look very strange. It depends how you've been living in the meantime. I mean, I said last week that I was on a work site the other day, and there was four tradesmen, no social distancing, no masks, everything was normal. And same with the customers; they they weren't asked. So it depends how that dis. What's the word? Not dis- distended. How, how removed <laughs> it depends how removed you've been from what the old normal was how jarring that will be and plus I don't consume any media so any TV I would say so I'm not seeing this stuff on, on chat shows I don't watch Graham Norton or fucking out like that I remember seeing one shortly after the lockdown and it was done on Zoom or something and it was just horrific with no audience you know yeah, that does look weird. They have like a big sort of virtual video wall on a lot of things. That, uh, what else was on last night? Anton Deck, Saturday Night Takeaway. They just had a big virtual <sighs> Zoom audience. Right, it's like if you watch Question Time now, which I've given up yeah, on. But yeah. They've got like a, a big screen with maybe a dozen or 18 people who are the representative audience. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's it's garbage. Oh, it was garbage anyway. It's worse than garbage now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah it's, it's definitely strange. It's weird. I've got um I've got a clip from No Agenda. I've stolen from No Agenda that I need to play for you. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, Ben, you said last week when we were talking okay. about vaccines, you said when does this stop being about health and start being ab- and, and and start stop being about selling vaccines or something? Where's that line? between and i've got this clip from um oh it's is it fauci no it's bill gates bill gates did a 60 minutes dr bill dr bill yeah he did a 60 minutes interview which is like an institution in the states it's like Mm -hmm. a cbs yeah cbs thing it's been going for decades but now they have 60 minutes overtime so i think (laughs) they put this on like the web or something or their website or whatever and they do a bit extra whatever didn't make the cut (laughs) for the first 60 minutes and there was this promo, this like teaser trailer for Bill Gates's appearance on 60 Minutes Overtime, mm. and uh, it pretty much sums everything up for you. Bill Gates' advice on how to combat mistrust in science at 60MinutesOvertime.com, yes. sponsored by Pfizer. You not get it? Oh, sponsored by Fi- Pfizer. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. So Pfizer pay for the show that gets Bill Gates on to tell us about the vaccines. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That happens all the time that's in America. I'm probably here, but is it less insidious? 
Maybe it's just less in. Your, I think it's less in your face. I think it probably just happens yeah. in in smoke filled filled back rooms. <laughs> well, the thing this week wasn't it was about. Um, I saw a meme about it actually. Um, that, you know, Matt Hancock's been f- found, hasn't he? A judge has ruled that he was it was illegal how he handed out his contracts, so or he's he's done something wrong anyway. Um, and all the reporting this week is about Harry and Meghan, isn't it? Now, than him. I've not looked into this story in great detail, but from what I've gathered, uh, when they do these deals, procurement deals, they have to release the contracts or the details of the contracts within 30 days. Yeah. And the average time was 47 days. So he's broke for the contracts that he's signed have been coming out on an average 47 days. So he's over time. Mm-hmm. It, uh, from what I read, and this is not the be all and end all, but it wasn't implying that there was some sort of insider no. training, trading, that it was a, uh, not policy, a procedural error in that it, it wasn't releasing these details soon enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you break the rules, you break the rules. I still think there's probably lots of inside dealings going, I don't trust Hancock, Mancock, <laughs> or any of them. I'm sure they're trying to line their own pockets. But it, I didn't get that from the article, but it was only one article I read, so who knows. Like we were talking about earlier, it's corruption. Power and corruption go hand in hand. Yeah. Seem to. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Who said one. that? <laughs> Mr. <Rommel>. Mr. Bean. <laughs> something to do with the sacking of Carthage, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I saw something in the news. Have you seen about this human challenge trial? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I was going to sign up, but I'm too old. <laughs> I'm probably in the at-risk category. <laughs> How's it? What's all this about? Four grand to get sprayed with COVID and stay in a hospital for eighteen to thirty. Days. You're too old as well. Can you request to be in the control group as well? I don't I doubt it. If, if it's, it's a randomised controlled trial, it'd be double, double blind. blind. So you have a 50-50 chance of, of uh, getting the vaccine three. or not? Is it not three? So, no, yeah. What? I don't know. Is it not a control with and without or something like that? Well, it's not the vaccine, is it? It's, or, or is it? I don't, oh, yeah, it'd be double-double, double, won't it? Uh, so there'll be a one, control two. group, I guess, and then... People getting infected and people who aren't getting infected. So some people will be sprayed with water or something, won't they? Or however they do it. And then people will be getting it for reals. Um, I don't know if they'd be able to pass. There's like one one um, arm would be no vaccine and infected. I'm not sure that would pass the ethics board. Oh, I thought that was the whole point. Yeah. That's why it's controversial. You would have... It's a human challenge trial. Yeah, I don't think it's as as clear-cut as that. I don't know. I'll, I'll look into it. I'll find out for the next time. <laughs> don't, make, don't, don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> no, you've got to do the Hollywood version. Don't write checks, you butt can't cash. I was going to say that, but I stumbled <laughs> over my words. <laughs> <laughs> And gave up. Oh, dear. <laughs> Did you see uh, Bojo the Clown trying to put on a, sin- a surgical glove this week? No. No? 
Oh, I've got a clip. So bad there's a lot of noise in that. Did you hear did you him say, alas, it's like O.J. Simpson. Alas. <laughs> Trying to put Who the glove on. says alas? Classically educated, isn't he? Yeah, for fuck's was sake. His, was his degree in classics? So. Is he not just one of the normal, what is the degree you do at Oxford? Economics, philosophy and something. Is Possibly, I don't know. Bumming? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And uh, that's the degree, isn't it? I think he's done that. What? Show, do you want me to have a Google him quickly? Do a live fact check. Yeah. I've got, an, addend- I've got an addendum, actually. I had an addendum. And we talked about Indo-European languages. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, I had something in my, the back of my head somewhere that there was some place in Europe that, that had a language that didn't uh, come from Indo, the Indo-European tree. And apparently it's Hungary. Hungarian. Uh, right. Yeah. It's the factoid. And there are some other there's some other dialects in and around it. I think Eastern Europe mainly that are sort of don't come from that main Indo European heritage. It's weird though, isn't it? Yeah. Language. Aliens. (laughs) There was a film a while a few years ago about aliens. I think it had Jeremy Renner in it. And that was that was related to language. These big that things. That was uh, Arrival, it's called. It's quite a good film. I enjoy it. Wasn't the concept something about the use of language can make you a time traveller? No, you mentioned that with Interstellar, I think, which oh, is another fantastic film. Too long. But Arrival, Arrival's definitely in my uh, top. I enjoyed Arrival. Ten. I thought it was quite Alien good. Films. Denise Villeneuve, I think. She and that's, that's who directed it. Oh, I think. We've seen Passengers. Yeah, that's the um, the funny guy from uh, yeah. Chris Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt. and uh, Mystique. Yes. Ooh, it was uh, an X Men MCU crossover. We didn't know about. Yeah, that's Ooh, they've come be... back, haven't they? They've got they've got X Men back now. Yeah, Wonder Vision is starting to. There's been a few. Spoiler alert! But there's been, yeah. a, been a few interesting uh, things. Um, you were right about Bojo uh, Phil. He did study the classics, ancient literature, literature, and classical philosophy. Yeah, I was pretty certain he did classics. I saw a debate once he did with uh, Mary Beard. Who, oh, right. who was better, the Greeks or the Romans? <laughs> did he and, go for? Uh, he was Greece. Okay. And Mary Beard was Rome. Mm-hmm. And he, he went down the democracy route. You know, founders of democracy and all that. He lost the debate. <laughs> you know, because Mary Beard is a fucking professor of classics. Exactly, yeah. And uh, a, fine, a fine author. Oh, I'd love to have Mary Beard on. Yeah, I, I think the last one I read by her was SPQR, <laughs> uh, which came out, what, I want to say, about three years ago, maybe. Right, okay. So, in fact, the book I'm reading now has um, a section, I'm reading a book about world mythology at the minute, and each um, is sort of going across the world. So it started with, I don't know, Australia, 
or whatever, and then it went to Greece and then to Rome and uh, North America, Eastern Europe, and each section, if you like, is written by a specialist in that area. So I'm guessing Mary Beard must have written the Roman section of the book. It's cool. A lot of common commonalities between different myths from all over the world and sort of universal truisms encoded with them. Mm. And some wild shit. You know, I've just finished about the Norse, you know, Thor and Odin and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's not, it doesn't go into any great detail because it's covering all mythology across the world. <laughs> so I like there was a page on Thor or whatever, a page on Odin. But... I could taste them. You could have whole libraries on Norse mythology. And exactly, yeah. Mythology and... There is a chap on my radar, a, a Norse mythology expert, who I've messaged but not had a reply yet. So I might try a different uh, means of communicate. Send him turn news. Up, turn up at his door. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Have you tried runes? <laughs> well, yeah, Odin. Odin was uh, well into runes. That was yeah, part of his um, part of his stick. Yeah, oh, one eye, one eye, the old father. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm Anthony working, Hopkins. Yeah, I'm working on my Norse beard. Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, yeah I've not cut, I've not trimmed it or anything. Only my tash. Yeah, Otherwise, um, it, it goes it, it goes in your mouth. You see, and you end up chewing it. Yeah. Have you ever tried eating a sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's you, a mess. You, you, you need more, new skill set. <laughs> what's the point? Has your wife actually noticed you've grown a beard yet? Yeah. Yeah. She's commented. Oh, at last! How long did it take? Uh, just a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> she said, uh, "Who did she say I reminded her of?" Tom Hardy. <laughs> she blind. <laughs> I said she got blind uh, in said this look, two months period. You look she like Laurel uh, and Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> said you look like Tom Hardy. I went, all right, do I? Went, yeah, level. yeah. When he was in Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Is that when he was a, a destitute, bearded <laughs> street folk? <laughs> He plays uh, like bins. He plays Solomon in Peaky Blinders. Solomon, yeah. He's like a, a Jewish crime lord. Yeah. Yeah. He's good in that. He's good in everything, Tom Hardy, he to is, be honest. Yeah, He's just yeah. got magnetic animal <laughs> <laughs> magnetism. <laughs> He's just got um charisma in fucking buckets, hasn't he? Yeah, no. but that's I wish, why I, had, you, wish I had that you problem. Can't, you can't be reminding her of him. <laughs> Yeah, because I said, like, I'm a good six inches taller than him, so can't be him. Exactly, yeah. He's a, he's a normal height. He's one inch smaller than me. <laughs> normal height in Victorian times. <laughs> yeah. What have you been watching on TV? Um, nothing. Oh, yes, I've, I've, been, I've been watching some truly trash television. Oh, what's that? Called, something called Married at First Sight. Oh, my God. It's been lighting up uh, social media. God. What's the premise? People get married at first sight. Yeah. What, because just for, the, for a crack? <laughs> for what, sorry? Just for crack? Uh, well, for, the, for premise, the, the premise is there is a panel of experts and, you know, you do a lot of sacramental oh, tests. Oh, well, we don't trust experts. <laughs> exactly, that's what Gove says. And... Um, 
you yeah you get married basically but it's it, in the australian one there's some kind of law which prevents people um actually getting married on the other versions of it people did get married so like the version in the uk and elsewhere the people actually got married legally they don't in this one and it's been it's been enthralling even though it's just absolutely pointless what people do and how they behave um never i suppose ceases to amaze me what once is on television is there some sort of like common personality flaw or something that makes these people yeah. go into this why did they do it's it all different flaws you know so there's like there's a guy and as it's gone on it's just become more and more apparent that he's just a narcissist and he just can't see not an evil narcissist he just can't <laughs> see beyond like the uh, end of his nose basically and that's probably why he's single in his in his mid 40s um, oh right so he's not doing it for the fame he actually has some sort of borderline personality disorder you think <laughs> well no um no, it, it's just you know, it's just a singleton. He probably just wanted to get famous. He was an electrician, actually. The uh, gods, a, a go- <laughs> otherwise known as a god, <laughs> who har- <laughs> who harnesses the power of electricity. Mines electricity, Hardy esque. Um, how? Uh, excuse me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How? How? As an electrician, reached the age of forty without finding an amazing wife. And just having living How have life. You? <laughs> it's like a rough enough. There's so many, there's so many great memes memes about electricians on the internet. I can't remember anything. <laughs> but the best so was that. But there's this there's this w- woman on it who was called Innis, and she was really odd. Um. But a lot of them who are odd and behave without scruples have had, they allude to a lot of trauma in their childhood. So the Innis one was like a refugee from the Balkans, I think, um, and moved to Australia and all that kicked off. Um, There's like another one whose parents were like, or a dad at least was an alcoholic and (laughs) like rough as fuck. Um, And then, but my favourite one was this... (laughs) socially anxious guy who was a virgin um and um he lost his virginity to his wife that he got married to and on the show uh, yeah on the show yeah um and they didn't show it obviously but um, <laughs> it was like being sick having stomach cramps at the thought of having sex with her and she kept going, why Why do you just don't want to turn my clothes off? And da 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 um, And anyway, so it came out that basically um, that she was, uh, a, or used to be a lesbian, was into like swinging, bondage, all kinds of kinky shit. And it just fucking freaked him the fuck out, basically. This is like the day well, you after. You said the they did compatibility tests. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This the is experts. The thing. Yeah, so they said that she didn't say, she didn't mention any of that oh, in her interviews. So they wouldn't have, the they wouldn't have, yeah, they wouldn't have ever matched her with him, basically, if that was the case. Um, and so that was just dead funny. And then basically, he, this, they have these dinner parties, dinner parties where they all meet up, and it's just a chance for, each, for them to argue with each other. And um, he was like down one end of the table, he was down, like the lads, 
talking and I go, how's it going? And she's up the other end, half earwigging what he's saying. He says, yeah, I just don't think I'm physically attracted to her. And she was absolutely devastated. Basically. Oh. Um, yeah, so they, they went the separate way. So basically then what happens is like every week or every two weeks, they have a commitment ceremony and you have to stay, say without the other partner's knowledge, you write down, stay or leave. And if both say, um, leave, you leave the experiment it's called. And if one says leave and one says stay, um, you both have to stay basically. It seems a bit, this is borderline Jeremy Kyle, this, isn't it? Oh, Taking yeah, people yeah. who are like, sort of like... absolute trash. Partially, some some of them seem like they might have some psychological problems, and then you're I think a lot of exploiting them, them in an experiment yes. on TV yes, for advertising but, uh, revenue. Yes. Uh, it's definitely what's happening. But also these people are aware of what they're doing, I think, most of them. And most of them are getting something out of it. So, like that guy got to lose his virginity and challenge his social phobia um, on national television and now international television. Um, and, uh, you know, like I, a lot of the girls and the men as well um, are obviously on it to boost their social media profile. Yeah, and then start their own podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how we started, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so are they all middle-aged then? No, so I think the youngest was a guy called Sam, who was 26. 26? Yeah, but he was like a part-time model. It was called a... Oh, right. oh, what did he call him? Influencer? No, was, they're called tradies. Australians call it. Have you not heard that term before, tradie? Only regarding trades. I think it means like labourer. Oh. Like Teamsters in the States. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, um, he was the youngest. And basically, he got married and the, the day of the wedding just disappeared for like three days and claimed that his ex, ex's mum, had died and he went to the funeral. After the ceremony, the wedding ceremony? Uh, yeah. So, that was good. And the person he got married to was a bit nuts. Um, professional opinion yeah she was a bit <laughs> wacky anyway um, yeah it's just bizarre and it just doesn't you know and I, I've got into it and, I, and, I, and I'm getting really into it and sort of like oh my god are these people doing these things on television and stuff and I think to myself it's just all nonsense it just doesn't matter but I'm getting round up about it <laughs> it's wild yeah it's I mean, I suppose, are you looking at it from maybe a professional angle to an extent? I think that with the social phobia guy, definitely, initially. and um, But then it just descended into soap opera. So, so it yeah. might not be a complete waste of your time. <laughs> I think the, that guy left ages ago, so it has been a waste of my time for about two weeks. Threats. Have you just been watching The Crown, Ben? Over and over. No. Um... <laughs> I've not watched much telly, to be honest. Uh, don't think I've, I've, I've been watching the motorbike show on ITV4. ITV4? <laughs> no. At least mine's, at least mine's on E4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what have I watched? Nothing. Nothing of, of much. Nothing noteworthy. My wife, 
No, the wife who's watching Marcella, she says that's that's very good. What's that? Oh, it was on a while ago, was drama. it? Drama. I think, well, it's a new series, I think. Oh, right. Um, she said that's very good. She watched The Serpent. That was good. I saw a trailer, yeah. a trailer today for Deutschland 89. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like the fourth series. It started in 83, I think. Yeah, 83. I was completely unaware. I only I saw the first season like five years ago, and it was great, <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't know it was still going. Yeah, it's good. So I'm gonna. I might watch that. Television, Phil. Yeah, well, I, I thought the, the first season was really interesting. The Cold War stuff. It's yeah. like, uh, wasn't he out from the East Side and he becomes a he's double a agent spy, or something? Isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And does he turn? Does he start to turn? I can't remember. It's years ago, but it was like good TV. <laughs> that you know, you might actually learn something and enjoy it. Well, it's, yeah, it's a drama, drama documentary. Uh, if you thing, like that thing, real life drama, is it mm. real life drama? Something like that. it's um, oh. it's this offshoot of Channel Four, isn't it? Something Walter presents. It's like this, it's uh, like The Crown. It's a drama based on historical events. I'm having that. Oh, nonsense! I watched a documentary on um, V2 rockets. I've just remembered uh, that was on on yesterday or something weird. That was quite interesting. So the V2, was that the one the Germans developed? Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about the, they had this uh, big kind of dome in the middle of um, the woods in, in northern France. It looked really weird. And the the the, um, the premise was like, look at this abandoned kind of building and see what it was. And it was a, a V2 rocket production line that could actually, they could actually build the V2s in over a couple of days and just, ship them out on these little um, platforms and then launch them from, from northern France straight over to London. Didn't they call them the doodle bug? Was that v- something else? That oh, was that early wings, those, didn't they, I think? Yeah. I mean, this is the, the sort of start of the space age, isn't it? Rocket technology. Yeah, it was the first, like... Um, was it in, it's not an ICBM, but it was the first one that went like up into the upper atmosphere, right? And then landed. Um, landed is putting it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they could have like you know decimated <laughs> London if if um, the Allies hadn't have found it and bombed it to smithereens. Well, wasn't it? Wasn't targeting a problem though? Yes. They, they had all sorts of problems. I mean, like you say, it was the start of the space age, very early technology. It's just the same sort of thing with the Manhattan Project and the atom bomb. It, it was proper finger in the air stuff, and and like you know, sending people to space a little bit later on. It was all finger in the air. Let's put the biggest rockets on the bottom of things. Let's let's. Uh, how can we make this lunar lander super light? Oh, we'll we'll just make it out of tinfoil. That'll be fine. You know, it's it was wafer thin. The the LEM, the the actual lander. That's the other thing I've been watching. There was something on the moon landings, and also the Mod. the um, uh, perseverance stuff. The uh, the landing on Mars this week, which was. I, I love all that sort of stuff, so that was fascinating for me. I think I believe that shit. <laughs> Do you not listen to David Vice? No. <laughs> Never a straight answer. <laughs> what was the uh, the Perseverance? What's that? Is that a rover, is it? Is it going to be collecting yeah, a ro- stuff? a rover and a helicopter. There's a little Ooh. drone 
thing, which is quite interesting. So, a drone, would the last lander have been that European one then? On Mars, uh, the Beagle, Beagle that, no. that blew up in the atmosphere or something. I thought Crash it landed and broke. Yeah, that did, but it didn't. Uh, no, it it crash landed. The Beagle two. Um, there's other the other rovers out there. Curiosity, I think, uh, or Opportunity. Curiosity, Opportunity. There's a Pathfinder mission. I think they had a rover back in '96 or something. So, and the the our Spirit and Opportunity. I think they were rovers, and one of them is one of them still knocking about. In a, on a different bit of Mars. And then the, I think the Chinese are landing one next week. Uh, and the UAE have just put something into orbit around there as well. So, it's a, you know, it's getting quite busy over there on the... Uh, what's the uh, main... Planet. What's Perseverance meant to be doing? Searching for life. It's landed in, a, in like, an old lake bed, so it's going to be drilling down, looking for micro fossils mm. and things. I mean... There's a, calcif- it. a, a calcified drill. ring, isn't there, or something on this crater? Let's see a doctor about that. <laughs> yeah, around, yeah, around, it's the it's a delta. It's a river delta going into into this this crater that, that's supposed to be a lake, and then it comes out the other side as well. So, they're ex- it must have been if they're expecting to find anything with a small drill in the middle of a vast area, teeming with with life as you'd expect for for some of the um, you know a pond. If you get a, a cup full of pond water. It's literally buzzing with nonsense on a microscopic level. So it would have to be that level of life uh, for them to ever pick anything out with a little, you know, six mil drill on the end of an arm, whatever it is. And then later, they're sending something to uh, go and go down and meet the rover and then come back up and bring samples back. So that would be quite good. How on earth will it get back? Well, I don't know. They're... They're um they're gonna land it, and then it'll be a two stage thing. They'll land it, collect the samples from the rover, and then leave a launch bit and go up into orbit, and then back over to Earth. I'm guessing it's easier to escape Mars's atmosphere than here. Yeah, the gravity's like one three uh, three eighths. I think is maybe the... maybe solar powered. Then it's probably gonna be it's gonna be a fucking long haul, isn't it? Back. The rovers are solar powered. No, I mean to get the... something from Mars back to Earth. Mm. Well, I think once you get going in a vacuum, you just you just build speed constantly until you you don't right, you crash your body, your body. So it could take it take a while. I think it'll take longer to get back than than going there because you expend all your fuel. Is but it about have all kinds of things? I mean, it won't be as as mad sort of science fiction. Or coming into science fact, they're talking about solar sails or ion engines, things like that, where you're just generating a very tiny amount of of, of um, thrust uh, over a long period. But um, it'll be something something wacky. And they haven't. The thing that is important, I suppose, is that they haven't sent them both at the same time. So either the technology is not there yet, or um, well, I don't know if they're waiting for the next window because they usually send these things when Mars is is optimum uh, distance. Yeah. yeah, not in our position, but the the other one, um, perigee and apogee, one of them where it's closer, basically. So it's a, it's less less fuel, so your your launch your rocket can be lighter and yeah, more economical. 
I think the first time I saw solar sails as a concept might have been Count Dooku's shuttle on Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars. Did they use one in Event Horizon? I don't think I've seen it. Mm. Oh, that's, oh. that's another good one. It's solar. The one, uh, the one where they they go mad trying uh, to restart Solar- the sun. The Solaris. abyss. The abyss. No. Something beginning with sir. Oh, is it the Clooney uh, one? The Clooney one? No, that's Solaris, isn't it? Is it Mission to Mars with Natasha Kinski? (laughs) (laughs) The core. (laughs) What was the film? What was the alien film she was in? Sphere? Was it? There was a sequel. Species. Species. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Danny Boyle. Yeah, so that was cool. And then, you know, I've got one eye on what Elon's doing with SpaceX. You know, I think SM10 will be will be launched soon on a, on a test hop after that last one blew up recently and FCC have just closed the investigation on it. Do you know what interests me? This um, this shuttle, is it the X-32 or the X-72? Oh, yeah. It's the, the one with the, the, um, the mysterious payload. Yeah, no, yeah, no one knows what's in it, and it goes up, and it can go, it can circumnavigate the globe and just stay up there for for years. That's solar powered, I think, and it's just it's just bonkers. I, I've no idea what's what's going on with that. It keeps but breaking that's the idea, <laughs> doesn't it? It keeps breaking the record, doesn't it, for uh, continuous space flight? Yeah, I don't think there's people in it oh. though, is there? It's a spy thing, that isn't it? <laughs> well, we don't know. They won't say what the payload yeah, is. It, will it? it is a spy thing, isn't it? Well, you would think well, so. It's Boeing X, isn't it? X-Men. Or um, it's for destroying other satellites. That's the other thing I've heard. Yeah, this is the concern. Like we were talking about technology with the um, the V two uh, being quite one step ahead technologically gives you gives you supremacy. It's part of the reason why the Russians wanted World War One to happen, because they were falling behind, and Europe was turning into a powder keg. All the powers knew there was going to be a, a, a continent-wide war, and the Russians needed it to happen quick because they were losing pace technologically. That was part of what was going on back there. If, uh, I can't remember his name. Give out a uh, Gavrilo Princep, wasn't it? Who killed Archduke Franz Ferdinand? Mm. 18, uh, yeah. I think Good it was. Question. 18 or 19. To, um... Sorry. Oh, no. No, I'm just going to go back to the satellite thing. Um, there's a, a China, some general blew up a, a satellite. And apparently, it's, uh, it's obviously a bit of an issue now for the International Space Station. They have to move every so often. Because it's debris, space space uh, garbage. Well, there's that, but there's also because they blew, literally blew up an, a satellite as a sort of um, the guy got into trouble for it apparently for doing it, but he's kind of flexing his muscles. This general, um, it's caused more problems than um, you know than what it should have. Yeah, space debris is an issue, isn't it? Apparently, in all of it, I don't know. Yeah, well, there's thousands, isn't there, of satellites now? And the, the, the sort of thing that Elon's doing, the Starlink, is it called Starlink? Mm, yeah, yeah Starlink. That's, that's pretty so disturbing. Like, people are quite concerned about that in terms of 
Astronomers, astronomers, and astronomer associations are coming out and saying, "Look, this is fucking with us. Yeah. We can't observe the sky and and you know sunspots and shit because we've got all these um, Starlink things getting in the way." Dyson sphere. Yeah, yeah, it's the way it's going. Anyway, it's the uh, the X thirty seven is the the uh, spy plane you're on about. The interestingly, the X thirty four was a predecessor, but is also the model of land speeder that Luke Skywalker is. <laughs> <laughs> the next uh, rover on Mars is probably going to be called Blue Harvest. Then, yes, definitely. You should put the uh, suggestion in now to NASA. <laughs> Or it'll be Rover McRote Rover Face. Alright <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, shall we uh, fuck off into the night? Sign off. Let's do that. Yeah. Ten bells on the nose. On the nose. Tight. Ten past ten. Yeah, too tight for this game. <laughs> um, we've got Nathaniel Gillis, I think, next week, haven't we? Yeah. Expert demonologist. It's going to be wild. Yeah. I'm wild not with the demons. Yeah, I know I'll nothing about Necronomicon. Oh, now that's um, what's the author? Love, love, not Lovejoy. H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft, yeah, yeah. I've not read it. <laughs> have you read it? No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a copy. Yeah, so uh, we know nothing then. We know nothing about demonology, so we're going to learn something. See what it's all about. Yeah, yeah man, be fun. should be good. Yep. All right. Build back better. Yep. Wakanda forever. Perry Chevalon. Epstein didn't kill himself. Ta-ra. <laughs> Chest feeding. A man and a woman. You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. Vote for gammas. I can't have children with a whore. He's a homophobe and he's a misogynist. Xin Shuen Kwai La, Chao Bei Ge Da Ja, Ba Nian La. Like a judgment day and terminating mode like.